Positively Joy. Are you living life but feel like something's missing? You've come to the right place. I'm Yvette Walker, your host for this podcast on finding the true meaning of God's joy. Joy is not a feeling, it's faith. And my guests and I will talk about how to avoid falling down the rabbit hole of chasing physical or emotional joy. In this season, we'll tackle spiritual growth as we discover the true joy of the Lord. Whispering in His Ear, the devotional, explores talking and listening to God's message for us. Now, read God's voice and how to listen, a new companion study guide to the original devotional that provides discussion questions and more insight to the scripture that reveals how God talks to us. Get the series on Amazon. The average American watches a screen 52 and a half hours in a week, and that includes children. Brent Dusing knows he can't change that, but he wants to do something about it with his new Christian gaming platform called TruePlay. Says Brent, the Bible says the eyes are the windows of the soul, so we know whatever content that we take in is going to change what we think, how we process emotions, what we believe to be true. My average phone screen time last week was 86.82 hours, and that doesn't include all the TV I watch. What about you? Here's Brent on TruePlay. Brent Dusing, hi. Thank you so much for appearing on the Positively Joy podcast. Great to be with you, Yvette. Thank you. We don't usually do interviews about gaming, but... I think it's so important what you're doing, particularly because you're reaching out to a younger generation. And so True Play, and I'm going to let you talk all about it, um, is a gaming company that features uh, Christian content. And here's the thing. I think that people are beginning to see more Christian content uh, in the entertainment sphere. So talking about movies, of course, everyone's talking about Jesus Revolution, and of course, The Chosen, and things like that. Um, But as you well know, and I know you can quote the stats to me, so many of our young people are into gaming um, and into just entertainment, period. Creating Christian content um, is really important, and I'm sure you agree. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Gaming is huge, and it's it's huge for kids. It's huge for adults. Um, You know, a few statistics, $130 billion were spent on just mobile games, just games on iPads and phones, um, you know, a year ago. There are, you know, gaming, so think about this, the average person in America is on a screen 52 and a half hours a week. That includes children, right? Wow. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, as the Bible says, the eyes are the window of the soul. So we know that whatever content that we take in is going to change the way we think, the way we process emotions, what we believe to be true. And so, to that end, at TruePlay, where you know we've built a multimedia entertainment platform for kids, uh, oh, actually kids and families. Uh, we have a lot of parents and uh, adults play our content too, and but it's done with a very high degree of quality and a lot of you know fun and adventure and and I think excitement. So we're really excited about it. 
Well, that's awesome. Now, I want to have the audience, you know, learn a little bit more about you and your faith walk and how that kind of brought you to True Play. So tell us a little bit about your faith walk. Have you always been a Christian? So I grew up in Missouri. I grew up going to a church. I always believed that the Bible, sorry, I always believed that God was real. Mm -hmm. I always had questions, is the Bible really true? Who was Jesus really? Those types of things. Uh, went to college, which in a very, you know, frankly, fairly anti-Christian environment, and then moved to Silicon Valley, which, you know, it's also not a very highly Christian environment. However, in 2002, I really, this is a story. I woke up one morning. I, uh, you might remember the yellow pages. People, some, some of the audience might remember those. And I was literally woke up one morning feeling guilty that I hadn't been to church in years. You know, I'd raised, was raised in a church kind of went away from it in college, <clears throat> in early parts of post-college, and literally opened up a, this the Yellow Pages and found this little Bible church in Mountain View, California. Went to the pastor and started asking a lot of questions. You know, is Jesus really the Son of God? Is the Bible really true or some of it true? Okay, what about other gods of other religions? Is that the same as the God that's in the Bible, or is that a different thing? Well, who really goes to heaven? Who goes to hell? I mean, genuine questions. I really... It was very sincere things that I, I wanted answers to, and he very patiently answered my questions and pointed me to, you know, things like evidence that demands a verdict and the case for Christ by Lee Strobel. Actually, recommended a Zondervan, you know, NIV study Bible, which I just devoured because I'd I'd essentially minored in philosophy in college, so I'd read a lot of worldly perspectives on why the world is the way it is, but never had been exposed to the intelligent defense of Christianity. And a lot of what got me were the prophecies in the Bible, you know, Psalm 22, the, you know, a thousand years before the crucifixion, Isaiah 53, prophesying, you know, Christ, and the book of Daniel, multiple pieces inside Daniel, all that predicted Jesus hundreds of years prior to him actually walking on the earth. And that was so powerful to me because it's, it's very clearly black and white that there really is a God over all of history as those prophecies became true. The fact that, you know, you told us that you were a philosophy major shows me that you were a seeker of truth. I mean, you were you were looking yes. for something yes. out there. Yes. And, you know, I think that there's a lot of, you know, interesting ideas in philosophy and in ethical, you know, values and things like that. But for someone who majors in that, that shows me that you definitely were seeking something. Yeah, um, yeah. that's right. Yeah, I was very hungry with what what is true. You know, people, it's interesting, you know, I don't, and I don't know how people get themselves conned into this level of thinking that like, well, it might be true for me, but it's not true for me. You know, look, if, if I believe in gravity and you don't, and we both jump off a building at the same time, who hits the ground first? <laughs> Guess what? It's a tie. Because it yeah. doesn't matter what your opinion about gravity is. The facts are the facts. Yeah. And so... Uh, it's kind of astonishing to me that people look at God and they say, well, I couldn't believe in a God that does blah, blah, blah. Well, that's not really the point. The point is, who is God? <laughs> and, and, you know, by any definition, God is superior to, to any human. Mm -hmm. So then the question really is, who is God? And once you find that out, then what does it pretend for you? It's not that people create God. God created people. So we, you have to kind of get your mind in that order. And then that, that was the real hunger in my heart is, what is really true? People make a lot of claims. Uh, you know, there's a lot of obviously religions and belief systems. You know, a, a wise man once said, the world will tell you that religions are uh, fundamentally similar, 
but superficially different. He said, no, they're superficially similar, but they're fundamentally different. And that's really what I found as I, as I dove into Christianity. Mm. You just talked about how hungry you were for the truth. And, um, you know, young people are so curious. They, they are also very hungry for the truth, you know, in their own way. And you also just quoted some statistics about how many hours, you know, we spend on, on our screens. So, you know, it, it certainly seems like true play it, it perfectly aligns with, you know, with your um, search for the truth and trying to capture, and not just young people, like you say, older people too, who are into gaming and, and may enjoy as a family some of your, some of the games. So let's talk about some of the games right now. Um, you, now, if I'm not sure if we're going to have a video of this or not, but you are wearing um, a shirt that says Maple. Maple is one of my favorite characters. Uh, she's a tiger bunny. She's got a lot of got a lot of spunk. That's why I like her. Tell us about Maple, how she came to be, and how the games that are out now came to be. Yeah, I'd love to talk to you about Maple. I wore the shirt just for you. Uh, we'll have to send you one. Um, you know, Maple. Maple's a little girl, and she's about nine, ten years old. She's a bunny rabbit, and she's very strong and very, you know, very bold. But she's not really respected because of how she looks. You know, she's a bunny rabbit. People don't take her seriously. You know, she lives in a world where there's different animals that, you know, they, they walk and they talk, but they have the same emotions that, you know, all of us have. And so she wears a tiger costume because, you know, tigers are fierce and strong and people respect them. And if, you know, a tiger tells you to do something, you pretty much do it, you know, or get out of the way, right? <laughs> and so Maple is also a very strong believer in God, although she... um you know, she she doesn't she doesn't necessarily always process everything correctly. She sometimes uses words that are bigger than she she really knows the meaning of, um, like many kids do. But she has a very sincere heart to do the right thing. So she learns at the beginning of her story, there's a there's a see there's this forest of words. So she lives in this in the world of Rim. Rim was originally called Rhyme, uh, and it was ruled by a benevolent king named Logos, who made everything and set the rules and gave people language. And he said, listen, I'm going to entrust you with the words. I'm going to leave and, and entrust you with the words and the truth. And so, and he went away. And of course, everything deteriorated because he left people in charge of things, just like the earth, right? Mm -hmm. So, so you know, fast forward 100 years later, here's Maple. She has, um, you know, she's living in this world where the forest of words is this mysterious place that's closed off. And she hears a... Uh, she, she hears this cry for help that there's some child lost in the forest and she feels like she needs to go rescue it. Well, the gates are locked. So rather than asking an adult or trying to find a key, she just jumps over the forest because she's, you know, she's a bunny rabbit. She's a tiger bunny. She can jump high. And she goes on to this long journey where uh, she winds up rescuing Oliver, who's one of our other major characters, and learns that there's really this evil plot inside the forest where there's this queen who has twisted and corrupted the meaning of truth. And so what she's done is she's lied, she's manipulated, she's even confiscated the Bibles. So there are Christians and you know, people who believe in God in the world of Rim, and they have parts of Scripture, but nobody has a whole Bible because it's been confiscated, or as Maple would say, confiscated. And so there are a lot of, um, she goes on this journey to kind of uncover what's happened. And of course, there's, there's a big adventure that ensues, and a lot of other characters who have their own stories and their own backgrounds, who get involved in this really epic story that's told through games, digital comic books, animations, all inside the True Play platform. 
Mm. Now you said that Maple believes in God and she meets a lot of people along the way. So how are you communicating Christian content to the young people? And what's the age range of, of the game with Maple? Yeah, we, you know, with, with most of our content, we target, it's funny, we set out to really target five to 12 years old, but what we find when we test is we have a lot of adults enjoy it playing too. So we'll, we'll do a lot of testing for our games with dozens and dozens of uh, kids who test, but oftentimes the parents will say, hey, uh, can I, can I play this too? Do you mind? Can I have a, and it's true. If you look at the statistics of people who play mobile games, you know, think about games like Candy Crush, Mm -hmm. uh, Words with Friends, uh, you know, a lot of those games our royal match are played by adults. And so um, the way that we convey Christian content, uh, I'll get, tell, you, tell, you, tell you a little bit of a story. So in the Forest of Words, Maple finds Oliver. So Oliver had gone into the forest. Oliver's a botanist. He's very intelligent. He's very well-read. He's a fox. And uh, part of his backstory is he lost his fox parents years and years ago, and he doesn't know the circumstances. So he was adopted by a bear family. So he wears a bear costume to try to fit in. Oliver, he's, he's very well read. He's, he's a scientist. He's a botanist. He's, a, he's our resident nerd. Um, and he's a little bit timid, though. And he also has an opinion that, you know, God isn't necessarily described in all of his science books. So he's not so sure about who God is, right? You know, how... I'm a scientist, and science doesn't always talk about God, so I'm not really sure what that's about. Well, he winds up in the forest. He's trapped, and Maple has to rescue him. And then they go on this quest where first Oliver just thinks, well, we're getting out of the forest. Let's you know, let's just get out of the forest and go home. But Maple feels a real need that, no, there's there's more to do. There's more that we've discovered that's wrong with this forest. There's there's a there's a tree. There's a, a maple tree that's gotten unmapled that we need to go remaple. We have to go fix that. And then there's there's more that the queen's this evil queen's done, and and more that we have to go fight and fix. And so ultimately, he reluctantly goes with her. But on his journey, um, again, he doesn't have a lot of experience with God. So there are points where they get stuck and they have to pray. And so he says, "Well, well, how do you pray? What does that even mean?" And she goes, "Here, just take my hand." And she goes, "Dear God." Uh, we really don't know what to do or how to get out of this. Please help us. Thanks. Amen. And he goes, wait, that's it? That's all you have to do? She said, yeah. That's a, it's, it's, it's very simple. And so, you know, it, it's part of it. The way the story is told kind of conveys meeting people where they are. You know, some some of our characters are really strong in their faith and others are not. And they're on their own journey. And there's also, of course, villains who are uh, you know, really, you know, nefarious and trying to do evil things and, and corrupt and, and twist. And so that's really how we tell narrative in the Rimverse. Um, I'll tell another one. Another character is named Lucas. And Lucas is a skunk and he wears a crocodile robot, you know, costume. Well, you know, Lucas is also very smart, but he's mechanically gifted. He built his own crocodile robot suit that flies and shoots laser beams. Unfortunately, his brother died about a year ago. And he is struggling to process it. He's kind of on the autism spectrum, like many children are today. And so he says, his mom says, well, Lucas, you know, your brother's up, up, up there with God. So he goes, oh, well, if that's true, why don't you get on my rocket ship and go fly and see him? And she's like, no, 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 that's, that's not really how it works. It's not what I meant. And so he has an older friend named Noah, who's, he's in, you can, you can watch the animated short on True Play. And Noah's a, a, a long border and a, you know, skydiver and a cliff, you know, big rock climber, really adventurous guy, very strong in his faith. And he feels bad for Lucas because of the loss of his brother. So he's trying to kind of be his friend and get him outside and get him in kind of a healthy mind space. And Lucas doesn't understand and just, I need to go see Chase. And 
you know, again, Noah's like, no, that's, you, you just can't go do that. But ultimately, um, Lucas winds up getting detained by some bad guys who, uh, who wind up luring him into this rocket ship and he winds up uh, winding up on, in the rocket ship and going into space. And as he does, he learns more about the meaning of, of who God is, but he's also fighting uh, these evil people who are trying to kind of manipulate him and use him, unbeknownst to him, use him to do some things for their own ends of you know, control and personal gain. Um, but he, through his journey, through Lucas's journey, he's learning more about really who God is. Wow. Yeah. Tell me why. Is, is there a reason? And and I'm guess I can think of one, but is there a reason why many of the characters, maybe all, but 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 many have an outer persona? Like, for example, yes. Ma- Maple's a bunny, she wears a tiger costume. Isabella's a red panda, but she's got a butterfly. She's right. wearing butterfly wings. What is, you know, why, why is that? Yeah, they, they all have their own reasons. Um, it's when we were designing the Rimverse, we wanted to develop a style that we thought was different that nobody had done before. And, you know, let's be honest, when I was a kid, I wanted to be Luke Skywalker. I wanted to be Superman. I wanted to dress up, you know, I, uh, you know, and, and so kids tend to like to do those things and they dress up as transformers and all kinds of things. You know, they all have their different motivations. You know, Maple's obviously is to get respect. You know, Mm -hmm. she's an incredibly strong personality, incredibly fierce and brave and again, she did, people don't respect her because of the way she looks. So she she wants to do something to change that. Now, in her journey, she'll learn, you know, her identity is who God says she is and who God made her to be. And she doesn't need an outside costume to convey that. But that's, you know, she's only nine years old. We're not there yet. Um, you know, in the case of Oliver, well, he's adopted. He's trying to fit in with his family. And, he, you know, foxes can't do all the things that bears can do. So he's trying to fit into what the things that bears can do. Isabella, she's our youngest. She's six years old. Um, she's very innocent. I mean, for you know, I remember my daughters, they used to dress up and they'd wear a, you know, literally, I mean, Isabella wears a, I think it's a picnic Sunday dress with a winter scarf with steampunk goggles and butterfly wings because, you know, why not? And so <laughs> her, she's very whimsical and and impulsive. And so it's, you know, and the butterfly wings help her fly. So, I mean, if you, gosh, if you could, fly and jump higher. Why wouldn't you wear butterfly wings? Um, you know, others like, um, you know, like Lucas, you know, he, he, Chase was his best friend, his twin brother. They used to build, he, he, uh, Lucas built these, these costumes so they could fly and explore and again, shoot laser beams. I mean, why, again, if you could have a suit that shot laser beams and could fly, I mean, I, I'd wear that. So they, <laughs> uh, you know, they all have the kind of their own motivations for, um, you know, why they do that and what aspects of their personality they're trying to emphasize. So I'm trying to complicate it too much. Kids like to play dress up. That I mean, yeah, that's true. But when I saw it, the first thing that hit me was, yeah, many of us adults included, you know, we feel like we have to have this outer persona, this outer shell when, when really we're just sons and daughters of, of God. And that's really all we need to be. But yeah, I'm trying to complicate it way too much, but that's what I saw. No, you're getting it. You're getting to it though, because it, it's true that a lot of these children are on this journey where who they are, they're learning who they are in Christ, you know, mm-hmm. that God, you know, God made you to be fearfully and wonderfully made. And, you know, kids don't hear that anymore, right? Children, many, you know, here's an interesting stat, 62% of Americans over 40 believe in God, but only 32% of children. Mm, mm-hmm. let that sink in you know so many children now 
are not exposed to faith. They don't know about the Bible. They don't know the truth. So they don't know that they're made. They're created. They don't know that there's a God that loves them. They don't know that they're a God who made them for a special and unique purpose. They don't know that they're a, what their identity is. Mm-hmm. And that's creating you know all sorts of problems because of that. And so for our characters, whether some of them like a Maple or a Noah um, or Benjamin, who we haven't talked about yet, are really strong Christians, others like a Lucas or a, an Oliver, they're not there yet. And and they're on a journey. And so um, it's, and they, they do have their personalities changing, evolving, and they have to go through struggles. There's another girl named Ava and Ava's in, uh, she has her own game and she winds up playing an important role. So Ava's parents are divorced and she's also getting bullied at school. And Ava has a hard time articulating, dealing with the divorce, dealing with the, the bullying. Ava's a lynx which is a fierce animal, but she actually dresses like a fawn. So it's almost like the reverse of Maple, right? Maple looks kind of timid, but she's really fierce inside and she's wears a tiger costume to, to intimidate a little bit. Ava's the opposite because she's, she's been told by the bullies and because the circumstances of her divorce, just go along with it. Don't say anything. And she has to go, she goes through this journey. She falls through a mirror, which is kind of a reflection of how she sees herself. And she has to go on this journey where she fights these little lying things called snarflon. The snarflon are lying to her, and she has to learn how to say no to the lie. She has to learn, like so many people do, your identity is not who the world says you are, who someone else tells you you are. Your identity is who God says you are. If somebody lies to you or lies about you or puts you down, you don't have to accept that. And, and wow, you, so you know, good. So that's good. What yeah. 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 That's, I mean, that, that, those are important lessons that children need to learn early, but it's also an important lesson for adults because there are a lot of adults, I think, who are suffering from, from that same thing. Um, we, so you've told us a little bit about, uh, about the games. And I'm, so I'm not a real gamer myself, um, but I know that there's different kinds of games, like there's player games and there's different kinds of things. How would you consider uh, you know, some of the games if you had to describe to someone? Yeah, I, I would just show, so true. True play, the true play platform has a plethora of different games. There's one of our games is a match three. So if you've played games like a royal match or Candy Crush or Bejeweled Blitz, where you're matching in stained glass, you match glass pieces, you collect the glass pieces, they form a stained glass window, the stained glass window comes to life, and a character from the Bible comes and tells you their story. Uh, Maple is a platformer. So it's an adventure game where you're, you're climbing up platforms, you're solving puzzles, you're jumping, you're running. Um, Ava is a is really a slingshot game. So you're you're using the power of of your words to say no to destroy these strongholds, these fortresses that the bad guys have built. Mm. Um, it's a little more action oriented. There's a game called uh, well, in Benjamin's game, we haven't talked about Benjamin yet. Benjamin is he's a Wolverine. He he's a hockey player. He's a very strong believer in God, and he goes on a quest, kind of like Ephesians six, around earning the armor of God. And so he has to fight all these different bad guys. In, in his quest and learn kind of the strength of, of faith in God and, and what that entails in his game is it's a, it's a battle game. I mean, you're, you're literally fighting these monsters. You've got a sword and a shield and they attack you and you've got to block their attacks and strike back in um, the Isabella game. You know, she's our young, innocent, sweet, you know, six year old whimsical girl. Hers is a, is a game where you're, you're jumping and you're leaping and you're trying to see how far you can get as you jump up through the forest and you can earn these different costumes and, um, as you, as you kind of jump through in your adventure. So each of these games are different. There's, there's also a game called, uh, in Rim Heroes where 
a lot of the characters kind of coalesce together and kind of convene and go go battle Azilla, and that's more of a uh, what we call a tower defense game, or you know where you're kind of a, a strategy game where you're putting pieces together to defend uh, against enemies coming at you. So there's a lot of different gameplay styles. What we find is people enjoy different types of games, and so we offer a whole bunch of different gameplay styles with different stories woven in, but all of what we do contains God's truth in it. Okay. Now I know that, you know, some of my listeners, they have kids, they may have grandkids and, you know, people have concerns about children interacting with games, um, either through the content itself, perhaps there's too much violence or communication opportunities through the game where maybe bad people can communicate with them. So what is True Play doing to make gaming a safer and uplifting medium for children? It's a great question. So we don't have chat groups. We don't have ways that people can communicate. Um, you know, you you subscribe and it's, it's you know, currently a single player experience. We do have the ability for when you subscribe at True Play, you can, you get family plans. So in other words, you can have, if you have, you know, three kids, each of them can have their own account so that their own progress can be saved and stored. But there's not a sense that a stranger, there's no stranger talking to your kids. There's no ads in True Play. There's no in-app purchases. So there's nothing where you're going to feel, excuse me, you're going to feel like somebody's going to come in and talk to your kid or show you an ad that you're uncomfortable with, which I think all, a lot of us as parents have had happen, um, you know, to, with ads on other games. Um, now, you know, in terms of the the medium of games in general, the way I think about it is there are, look, there's, you could go watch the the chosen on TV, or you could go watch, um, you know, really demonic TV show or a pornographic TV show, right? You can go read the Bible or you can go read a pornography magazine. So it's not so much the medium, it's the message, right? It's mm -hmm. the way the message is contained. And so I think if you look at the history of Christian media, it's mostly of course been done of course, of course, first with books and then, then, you know, more recently with movies and TV shows, gaming, you know, there haven't been as many great examples of Christian video games made in the past. We, we made a few uh, previously at Lightside, Journey of Jesus and Stained Glass and Journey of Moses. Where we had a few million people play our games and it, it was great. There was also a game I always like to point out uh, called That Dragon Cancer. Uh, some friends of mine made about uh, losing a child, actually. And it was it was a Christian story that they they told kind of through that experience. So there's a, there's a handful of examples, but there aren't a lot. We really um, feel like, you know, that's going to change with what we've done at True Play. We, we've really been blessed to be able to hire some tremendous people, really people who are experts uh, at, you know, top-notch game companies with decades of experience who've built really high-quality games and products. And we spent a lot of time crafting our story and our characters and our artwork. So we really think it's a true place going to be an experience that the families are going to love. That's wonderful. So what's on the horizon for true play? You know, we continue to build more games. You know, we've just released true play and uh, people can subscribe whether you've got iOS or Android. And we're going to keep making more games, more digital comics. We kind of listen to our audience. We see what are people playing? What are they enjoying? What stories do they like? What characters do they take to? And then try to build more content based upon their their preferences and what their interests are. So we're you know we're continue to invest in our product to continue to build like any subscription service something new for people. So when you come back to True Play, there's something new for you. There's a new game. There's a new digital comic. There's new levels added to your favorite game. There's more to do. There's more to explore. <clears throat> um, we have a huge story to tell with the Rimverse, where you can like I said, there's there's so many characters. Um, 
to be able to go explore in this big epic story about characters uh, with God. We also have biblical games where um, you can, we have a game coming out soon called King David's Battles, where you literally play King David and you play through through his entire story, which is, of course, one of the most exciting stories um, in the Bible. We have um, other, there's a, a character called Lumi who we've built, who's kind of in her own universe where she's lighting up the world through uh, different games. And so we'll continue to, to build more stories and, uh, you know, through our games and comics and continue to kind of make make experiences that we think delights people that also keeps God's truth in the front and center. That's wonderful. So where can people go to learn more about you play to subscribe and also to see the short film that you mentioned? Yeah, you can go to trueplaygames.com. You can uh, subscribe right from our website. You can also download it for, straight from the app store at trueplay, T-R-U-P-L-A-Y on the app store or on Android. And, uh, you know, we, we love to have people check it out. Hope it's something that blesses you and your family. And, uh, you know, would, would just say to families out there that we've had, you know, people know, I think, especially in the last few years, how bad content's gotten for kids, right? And how dark it's gotten and how, how many toxic messages are pushed upon our kids at such young ages. And, and the result of that has been terrible things like, you know, anxiety, suicide, and depression rates at all-time highs for our children at, at a, you know, only 32% of children believing in God, you know, so many things where, you know, children aren't being taken to church anymore and they're seeing the, the negative effects of those things show up. The good news is, you know, we have a, I think we have a, a product out that people are going to enjoy, not just children, but, you know, parents as well, things you can do with your children together where they can be exposed to God's truth, not just on Sunday morning on church, which is important, but Monday through Saturday as well, when they're at home, you know, when they're on screens. And the last thing I would just say to people is that, you know, we're building a movement. We have a phenomenal group of people who are, you know, supporting what we're doing, um, who are, you know, who've endorsed us and, and who are behind us, leaders in the Christian community. And we need every single person who cares about this issue to be part of our movement. And that's, you know, we need, you know, the more people come on and subscribe, and be part of our mission and share it with other people. And the more they participate, you know, buying t-shirts and, and supporting what we're doing in various ways that continues to drive us to build more and more great content inside the platform, as well as help spread the platform, spread true play all throughout the world. Well, as we well know, and you mentioned through the statistics, uh, gaming is huge. A lot of kids are on the platforms. Um, so parents, grandparents out there, check it out. See if this is something for your family. And uh, Brent, thanks so much for being on the show today. Thanks, Yvette. Great being with you. Thank you for listening to Positively Joy. Go to PositivelyJoy.com to hear previous episodes and to learn more about our ministry and books. Support Positively Joy by becoming a Patreon member and sign up for our newsletter. Thanks to Mars Coleman for the use of his song, The Joy of Knowing. And thanks to Susan Marie for editing and production of the podcast. Till next week. Oh, the joy of knowing, the joy of knowing you. Oh, the joy of knowing, the joy of knowing.